0: From the Science Section of the New York Times Text Me, Ping Me, Communications Overload in the Digital Age By Sam Slaughter There was a period last summer when my 25-year-old sister, Willa, decided to start communicating with me through comments on the rapper Drake's Instagram feed. Sometimes it would just be to say hi, other times to inform me of her plans for the weekend, or to relay an amusing anecdote. Once or twice, we carried on full back-and-forth conversations. I didn't think much of it at the time. Sure, it seemed a little strange that she wouldn't just text me, but I figured it was just some millennial thing I didn't understand. And then I started to notice that my sister wasn't the only one using non-standard methods to get in touch. One friend would only communicate by yo, which basically just lets you poke each other back and forth with one word, yo. My mom uses FaceTime, my co-workers, Slack, my paranoid German friend, Paul, something called Telegram, which I'm told also happens to be the preferred communication method of ISIS, because it's encrypted. In all, on my phone right now, I have at least a dozen apps that allow me to get in touch with people. There's standard text messaging, video messaging apps like Snapchat and FaceTime, work-related channels. Outlook, LinkedIn, dating apps, Tinder, OKCupid, and social networks Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And that's before you get into the niche and even absurd like GroupMe, messaging for groups, and Venmo, which is for paying people but requires you to add a message with your payment. And of course, there are dozens, hundreds more that I don't use at all. It's mind numbing and baffling to think about. And the strangest part of it is that most of the time I don't even notice I'm communicating in so many different places. There have even been times when I've caught myself messaging the same person through multiple channels. Each one serves its own unique purpose, my 26-year-old co-worker Amanda Weatherhead said. You call when you have a long story and you want to catch up with someone. Snapchat is for something short you only want to share once. Facebook and Instagram are for sharing funny things with your friends. WhatsApp is for people out of the country. Slack is for work. Seems simple enough. But for Anna Dworetski, who's 15, there's a very specific age component involved. Snapchat and Yik Yak and Twitter, that's all younger people, she said. But when I talk to parents or family friends, they're focused on Facebook. My friends don't really use it. My mom's friends. That's all they use. Snapchat is one of the most popular apps out there and it's commonly described as being nearly impossible for anyone over 30 to operate. I'm 35, and I can confirm this. Snapchat's unique feature is that you can use it to send photos that disappear. Perfect, ostensibly, for sending or receiving naughty pictures. But it turns out that to use Snapchat for sexting is to be hopelessly behind the times. Its real utility is that it's an effortless way to blend text and images— I downloaded Snapchat last year at the behest of a lady friend, expecting a deluge of sexy photos. Instead, I received a lot of selfies and short videos overlaid with cryptic text. It took me six months to send my first successful snap, a video that panned down from the view out the window of a speeding car to a Steve Winwood CD in my hand, with higher love playing in the background and the words... $19.99 well spent, overlaid across the screen. It's enough to make you pine for the good old days of typewriters and calligraphy. Or maybe the good old days weren't so different after all. There have always been many different scales of length and intimacy, Finn Brunton, an assistant professor in the Media, Culture, and Communication Department at New York University, said of written exchange. People would do things to letters themselves, like perfuming them, or adding fingerprints, or sending flowers, or pressed leaves, in order to imbue them with way more freight. Which brings to mind dating apps, today's version of intimate correspondence, each of which have their own messaging functions and which starkly illustrate the hierarchical quandary of modern communications. When, for instance, is it okay to friend a Tinder date on Facebook? I don't add anything besides texting until I've gone on at least one date, Weatherhead said. I wouldn't follow them on any social networks until like date three or four, because I don't.